Skin and Blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Hello and welcome to Skin and Blister Pod. <laughs> Hi Sass, wow. how are you? Welcome. I'm good. How are you over across the pond? I am good. Uh, it's been great this morning because it was very easy to wake up as we had time change. However, um, by the time it's about five o'clock in the evening, I'm ready for bed. So we'll see how that goes. A normal day then, that sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the US finally sorted their time change. I think you're pretty much exactly a week after us over here, aren't you? I think it might be different, like randomly. You, do you know that um, over here, at least, uh, the government decides like about the time change and when it happens and when it doesn't? I kind like of know Congress. that because I think it changed. I think it was the same as the like of uh, the UK one, and now, which I think is probably most of the world. Oh gosh, really I don't know. Um, but well, I feel like Europe is, is. Well, that's not the rest of the world, is it? But um, first world problems. Let's. <laughs> So I think it used to be the same as the UK and then George Bush changed it. That's my Oh my gosh. random trivia. Anyway, anyway. Well, I'm glad you finally caught up because last week was very confusing trying to sort out what time we were meant to be meeting, but here we are back on track. So we had a really weird um day yesterday. It was like it felt like summer outside. Was it warm really? air? Yeah. No, it was pouring with rain here. Well, it was really funny because um, it looked really nice out and it was a weekend. So I told the chicken, I was like, go outside and play. And he comes in about 10 minutes later and he was like, mom, I can't play outside because it's too hot. I'm sweating too much. I was like, oh my God, that is <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But it actually was about like 80 degrees and sunny. It was kind of crazy. Wow, that is wild. So what, what did you get up to on the weekend then? Uh, it was like a very um, productive weekend. Well, it felt productive because I, I got done like all these little, you know, those little projects that you mean to do for like, you know, six months and you never do them like changing the filter in the refrigerator, stuff like Why that. Why are you doing that with your hands? Calder's hands are like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's Alexis vibes from, uh, <laughs> from, Schitt's Creek. from Schitt's Creek. Oh my God, guys. And uh, How was your weekend? I heard you went to the ballet. That sounded amazing. I did, I did two very, um, very, uh, what's the word posh things this week i went to a poetry reading Ooh. Mm. um which was fun except the let me guess so, was that in east london it wasn't actually we went up to the cotswolds and we went to a poetry reading there and um, oh wow the first reading so it was actually only two poems the first one was really good and then the second lady <laughs> would not stop talking i 
do not know what she was on, but it just went on and on and on. And because we thought it was poetry, but she somehow decided it was prose. So that's like she she must have read about ten pages of a book she was writing, what? and it wasn't that good either. But she won a she won she won a prize for it. So there you what go. kind of prize though? A participation trophy? No, no, a thousand large. Does that mean a what thousand? for her book? No, wait. How do you say like a thousand pounds? But like. Uh, I mean, like a grand. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking of like a cool way to do ten Benjamins. Is that no? That's what's a hundred pounds? A Benjamin. Yeah, a Benjamin. So ten. A hundred dollars is a Benjamin. So. Are you uh, really asking me to do math at nine ten, in the morning? Ten Benjamin, obviously. <laughs> math is for all times of day. Anyway, um, so we went to a poetry reading. That was Thursday night. And then Saturday night, I went to the ballet. Yes, I did. And that was very exciting. And um, I've never been to the ballet. The funniest part was we, we were sitting there and 20 minutes in, the curtain came down, everyone applauded, and then everyone stood up and left. And we were like, no, like, it's over already. We paid top dollar for this. Um, and then it was just the intermission, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was 20 minutes long. But we were like, we think it's the intermission, but we just sat there like really hoping they would come back. And they did. And it went on for two more hours after that. So it's good we didn't leave. Oh my gosh. Imagine if you had left, that would have been so tragic. It would have been so sad. But Calda, <laughs> these these ball- ballet dancers are are so it's incredible. They the yeah, way they is, move their it? bodies. Like everything they do is so graceful, but you go you you think about it, you're like I couldn't even do that even like even one of the moves I couldn't do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It, I'm like the opposite of a ballet dancer. I'm like a clumsy baby giraffe. You would not do well. You. <laughs> the thing is, as well, you have to be um, fairly small, I feel like, in order to... Because they do a lot of the lifts. The, mm-hmm, the male dancers mm-hmm. do a lot of lifts of the female dancers. And, like, you just... You would have to be for both of us a lot of them were really petite like even the male dancers some of them were quite petite yeah 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 I do know some tall ballet dancers though but I don't know I'll have to ask I'll have to ask her about it I will ask her and then we can talk about it on the next pod because I'm curious now yeah so the ballet was good then we went to some food after Oh, here's some drama. We went to a restaurant Ooh, at like love drama. 11, 11 at night. Anyway, it was a bit later. And this uh, guy walks in smoking a cigarette. What? And the poor, luckily there was like, it was a restaurant, but they had like the, a reception at the front. What would mm-hmm. you call that? A lobby. Not all. No, it was, host, it was host just stand. like a desk, right? And they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they were helping you to your seat and stuff. But um, they were like, uh, excuse me, you need to... And he just ignored them and he kept walking. And then Who does to, he like, think he is? Who is this guy? Uh, I mean, 
he probably was I don't know maybe he was on something but like yeah then then he went back outside but then he came back in with the cigarette still lit <laughs> what I was like oh my gosh I was he drinking was he like did he, he seem out of touch or did he more worried that he was gonna get aggressive with the staff because we were sitting really close to there as well and also the poor staff so you were just but... concerned about yourself and not the staff <laughs> Yeah, I was no, I was concerned about both. I felt bad because I just thought, like, the thing is with people like that, if they're that brazen, Mm -hmm. I always think like, oh shit, like they're asking, they're kind of like looking for trouble, and like I do not want to be involved with that. Yeah, yeah, so weird when people act like that. It's like, do they think that? They just think that societal rules just don't apply to them. I think they're usually, I think if you're doing something like that, you're usually, um, yeah, like on something, I think. Either that or you're or like a mental like a sociopath or something. Yeah, but even, well, I mean, sociopaths, but sociopaths are really clever in that they adapt very well to society society in general in general yeah not always but yeah but um we had some people years ago now at the coffee shop who came in and and started lighting cigarettes downstairs um but they were from like they were from somewhere else that they're allowed to smoke inside yeah i sometimes wonder like if they're from from mainland europe or something because i know some places there everyone smokes yeah, but it was so funny. We had to go running down. They didn't, I don't think they spoke any English. And then we were like, <laughs> oh, you can't smoke. And they were like, oh my gosh. You should have just like, pulled it out of their mouth, just like, and stubbed it out in front of them. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it is, uh, it's funny. Well, they used to smoke inside, right? Like you used to be mm-hmm. able to. But yeah, now, yeah, yeah. if you used think to about be. it, it's so disgusting. It Can is. you imagine it's... working somewhere and people smoking there? It's like eight hours of so secondhand disgusting smoke. It's like madmen. It did it what? They used to do that in Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. And everyone it's funny, like a lot of people see it as like glamorous now, but so trashy. Like, have you ever been in a house where people smoke inside? Oh, yes. It's very... It's, it's disgusting, very, I, I, isn't it? Yeah, I can't. I can't sleep with smoke. I can't... Um, even if I'm walking by and someone's smoking, I get really annoyed and end up, like, running past them. Yeah. But, like, like, you always see these, like, vintage pictures or movies or whatever, and it's always, like the cool people are just sitting there like smoking cigarettes do you think people think it's glamorous now i mean i understand back then it was very that was the glam thing to do but um i I think some people do but for the most part no i mean no one likes for instance like well not no one but dating someone who smokes like having to kiss them like it's just their mouth is gross like oh i don't know yeah, it smells it smells and makes smelly. your teeth yellow Ooh, i just don't you're know. Really making me want a cigarette anyway let's what <laughs> how does 
that how does that motivate you to smoke when it, I say it makes your teeth teeth yellow? Smoking is very strange. I I don't think it's I think it's a disgusting habit, but on the on the occasional occasion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is actually quite nice. Oh my gosh! You know, I no, I can see why it's like a treat, kind of like you don't eat. Well, I actually am in a phase where I do eat dessert every day, but um, of course, yeah, it's amazing. After every meal, well, that's very British of you, but um, yeah, it's kind of like a special treat, isn't it? A, a cig. I think, like, for some reason, I see a cigar as more acceptable than a cigarette. Sure, sure. I mean, I say this thing. I I haven't smoked for years. I I I, I do think it's disgusting, but it's also a nice. The it's yeah. Please I often like smoke. yeah. Don't smoke for your health. But I often like I, and I don't smoke at all because I have like a bit of asthma, so it makes me almost die when I smoke. But um. I always have this like glamorous picture of me like just in like a cool dress smoking a cigarette and like a leather jacket, but I actually have never done that. So <laughs> it's not glamorous. We need to not glamorize. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it. let's not. It's disgusting. No shout out to big tobacco companies. You are disgusting. Ruining people's lives. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very strange as well, if you actually think about it. Anyway, um, why are we talking about smoking? I don't know. Um, but I have some, I have an interesting story about my, I went for a walk yesterday. Um, my favorite walk. (laughs) That is not the interesting story. I will decide if it's interesting. Alert. Okay, go. I actually moved my body. No, that is actually not my problem. Um, but <laughs> you know where you played tennis? Um, I went for a walk there. And there's this, uh, you know how there's all those ducks there? Yeah. So there's a duck man who goes there. And I've seen him a few times now on our walks. And uh, he sits on the ground and like cuddles the ducks. And they all know him. And they I all like Herman hang told out. Me with... about this when we oh, I bet he did. <laughs> did you see him or no? No, but he said that he strokes the ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sits there, um, and all the ducks come up to him, and he cuddles them. <laughs> but he feeds them as well, or what? I I have not seen him feeding them. Did you talk to the duck man? Yeah, I talked to the duck man. He's quite an interesting character. You know, you really have to admire someone who's just like living their best life out there. No matter how weird it is, they they just don't even care. They're just like, <laughs> it just brings him joy to sit and hold the ducks. And that, I mean, the if ducks, I had a like, chance to stroke a duck, I would definitely go for it. I just feel like I, I always get that scared that they'll nip me. Because there were ducks yesterday that were really close and I was like, I want to lean down and pet them. But I was like, what if they bite my hand? That would be terrifying. But they're you little You do beaks. have to be careful with ducks, especially the swans. Which yeah, I the don't know swans. If those are ducks, but swans will break your arm with their necks. It's terrifying. 
That's that is a very British thing to say because if you ever talk to British people about swans, they'll tell you that fact. So the ugly duckling turned into a swan and then broke people's arms. That's the and moral of the story. Muscle, so it's very strong. Um, but I'm not a big fan of swans. But if you eat a swan here, you can get put in prison, even if you're hungry, because they're not, they're owned by the royalty. Really? Interesting. So you're not allowed to poach swans? Um, actually, you're not allowed to harm them. But I, there was an article like ages ago about someone who like ate, who caught one to eat, uh-huh. which I thought like, fair enough, if you're super, super hungry, you, you would have to eat something. And a swan is probably your biggest bet, like unless you're going for like a really fat fox, you know. <laughs> I imagine what a fox would be harder to capture, wouldn't it? Yeah, now I'm thinking they're in reintroducing beavers to the wild, so maybe like a really chubby beaver would be a better because <laughs> you'd get the skin as well as like a tiny blanket. Quick trivia about beavers. I heard that artificial raspberry flavor is made with beaver anal glands. Oh. But I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard something like that. But how can that do... be efficient to harvest? What? That can't be efficient. I think perfume as well is often not necessarily beaver, but I th- yeah, there must be something about those glands back there. That Who discovered a... that? <laughs> I don't want to think about how someone discovered that. That's not a good thought. Maybe they were just thinking we need to use the whole of the beaver. So they used like the they used the tail for a squash racket. They used the <laughs> teeth for like fake teeth. Oh my gosh. They wore those beaver hats. Yeah, exactly. And then the skeleton, maybe like chopsticks. You know how they were... Oh my gosh, you're so strange. (laughs) And they got to the anal glands and they were like, Like, oh, well, let me just rub this on my wrist. And then that was the day they got all the attention. And then they licked it and they were like, that tastes like raspberries. That took a turn. All right, well... Tell me what else you have on your list and I'll decide. Oh, did you finish about your walk? Oh, it's just about the duck man. I just, I really admire him. I think like, I sometimes want to care that little about what people think and just go lie in a park and hold ducks and talk to everyone. Tell them all the ducks' names. He told us all the ducks' names and there's probably about a hundred ducks on that lake. And he knew What was the, the best name he cho- chose for the ducks? The one that stood out to me was Freya. Oh, that's pretty. like a Viking, a Viking name. It's a big white duck, Freya. <laughs> so Freya cute. is a nice name. I think that's yeah. one of the names I would choose if I had a chicken. Yeah, a chicken <laughs> or a duck. <laughs> would it be? Good? <laughs> oh my word! I'm in such a weird mood. I was saying, would it be good if I had a chicken just for the pod? No. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I just want a niece or nephew, really. And I do love Luna. I think she's great, but she's not quite a niece or nephew. No, she is a dog, so that's yeah, all yeah. 
<laughs> do you find it funny when people call you do does anyone say like you're the mom of your cats yeah 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 i do you like that i kind of do like okay this is funny i've gone through a real evolution with this because i used to think like we grew up like not really valuing pets or animals like we had them but they were kind of seen as like our proper like just disposable property Mm, instead of like something to be respected you know and I think a lot of it had to do with um we grew up on like farms like it's farm culture you know animals are commodities on farms and so the same kind of extends to pets so I I guess I always like for a long time had this opinion about pets that like they're really cute but they're just animals you know like they're just they're whatever they're not that like and I used to get so annoyed when people would be like I'm a cat mom or like I'd be like you know you don't know how it is to be a parent like but now that I have the best cats in the world which they are there are no better cats um all right (laughs) I've gone through this evolution where I think of them as like part of the family like a complete part of the family yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do agree with you. I think we used to be quite laissez-faire. That's not the right word, but we'll keep it in about our pets. <laughs> but like, they actually, they do bring a lot of happiness. And obviously, yeah, we, should, yeah. we should respect any animal that's willing to live in close quarters with us. Um, yeah, I always, good point. We like we have to spend quite a lot on insurance and food and just general upkeep for Luna. And I'm always weighing up how much like the percent of happiness she gives us versus like how much she costs per month. I feel like this this like I feel like this is how you would think of a, a child too. You'd be like <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I think children are very ex- way more expensive, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. So then the, the, the net gain would be less. So maybe it's just better <laughs> to have a dog. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I have so many things to say about this, but... <laughs> Give us the... Why? What do you have to say? Well, I don't know. Like, I think about it. Like, why do we have kids? So, what like one, it's a biological imperative, right? Like we all have that preservation of species, etc. Um, but it's also like I think having kids is like quite like a selfish like. I mean, it's not selfish once you have them because you can't be selfish anymore if you want to be a good parent. But like the decision to have a kid, it's it's quite an ego boost, isn't it? Well, this is my theory as well. I think having kids is really selfish because it's that it's, and I said this to some parents and uh, got thrown out. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, Good luck. Well, no, I'm not kind of going around saying that, but I just, I think the idea that, ooh, let's make a tiny version half of myself. You and half me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean it's like, why? Don't do it. Or do do it. Up to you. The oh choice is yours. You're such a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but anyways i think so like yes it's quite like an ego thing isn't it to decide to have a kid it's like oh let's i like myself so much that i'm gonna make a small version of myself but it's also just like why not like it's we've been doing it for as long as people have been around obviously um what do you think about helping uh your your child pay for university what do you think about that i'm curious i think if you have the means then i'm well this i'm not convinced that kids will just get spoiled if you're basically really nice to them i think there's a certain amount of um uh like i think as a parent i would think i'm the one to pamper them in a way pamper is maybe the wrong word but like i i would want to give them everything i could Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. because the world is going to be like crush them crushing them so i think as a parent i would want to give them everything i could and also i i think there is this feeling that that makes them into like some kind of spoiled brat and like maybe it does but also i've seen people who've had that um and whose parents really really like do that you you're surprised like actually fran we go to visit him and his parents are like cooking for us just incredible amounts of like kind of love thrown at us Mm -hmm. and I get it as well because I'm like um like connected to friends so it's like amazing yeah he's like the most hard-working person I know so I don't yeah and we grew up in in a like our parents loved us but they definitely didn't kind of shower anything on us do you know yeah yeah in terms of like definitely not money definitely not gifts I mean the, the yeah, yeah. care was sometimes lacking even but I yeah but we I mean we obviously grew up to be um <laughs> slightly nuts but I think we both like definitely the work <laughs> the work ethic is there so I, I don't I the don't work know ethic's how much there of it is based on I can't speak to the emotional health and well-being <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah um we're getting there what do you think about so i kid through college yeah i i started him a college account a couple years ago um yeah where it has like tax benefits so like you um put the money in now and i think as long as you use it for education um and if he doesn't use it like it could be used for anyone's education um, when it matures and it's like an investment account, but you don't have to pay taxes on it as long as it's used for education. Um, so yeah, so I've been putting like a certain amount every week into it um, for a couple of years. So I definitely think like God knows what the cost of university is going to be by the time he's, 18 that's in nine years we'll see about that Mm. but I think it's really good to like show that your your child that you have an interest in their education um and an investment um because it kind of shows them you know that you value education um 
which I think is super important, whether that looks like a trade school or a traditional university or getting your doctorate or whatever it is. Um, I think like I used to think, you know, back when I was like struggling a lot more and and um, kind of had to be more practical minded, um, I used to think like he will go to school and get a practical degree that he can make money off of. Like that is what I, I used to be like, that I'll make him do that. Now, now um, I honestly have a much different opinion about it. I think that, um, and I heard this from a very creative person that I know who's been very successful with their creative career. She said the most successful people um, in the arts are the ones, well, not all of them, but as a general rule, are the ones that their parents and community like really believed in and supported them. Um, and so I think now that like the, the money is there in the account, I do want him to get some type of secondary education, um, but I want to support like what he wants to do creatively. Um, and then, you know, kind of try to give him some wisdom when he makes the choice, but also let him, you know, have his own path with it. Because let's be real, whether or not I support him, he's going to have his own path. So I might as well support him on that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really wonderful as a parent. I think you can only, yeah, you can only support them. But if you can give a bit of financial help, that's, I'm sure... I think, go amiss. I think it would have been a game changer for me um, to have like our parents believe in education and encourage me on that path. Um, not that like I regret my life now. I think like I'm on a really good path, but you know, um, it, I think like it's really good to kind of spend as much time in your life learning as possible. I think there's a lot of value to that. So um, I really hope that, you know, my son can have that. I want yeah, it to be a slightly different than, you know, what I had as an 18-year-old. That's beautiful. It's always beautiful to help your kids have a, like, better life. An easier better, path. Easier, <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah, one. Yeah. And if you can be part of that, then why ever not? Yeah, yeah. And then, like letting them have somewhere they can go for support as well um yeah. let's move on to some questions i heard we have some questions today yes, how exciting do. um first there's this one which uh i really liked seeing as we both are kind of foodies and we love cooking um someone asked what's your go-to dinner recipe like you know your easy go-to like the one you make the most probably what is my go to dinner the recipe oh oh good question i have just uh i've just started making this cabbage soup so as you know we get the organic mm -hmm. food, uh, <laughs> veg box every week oh and gosh. um it always comes with a massive cabbage which first of <laughs> all i was like <laughs> for goodness sake and now i've turned that lemon into lemonade by I, I make this cabbage soup, which has, um, oh, it's got a herb You mean in the it. cabbage into cabbage soup? 
exactly <laughs> but i was trying to use like a anyway an old adage but um <laughs> i put basically this cabbage soup is super super simple but it's so good and you can add dumplings to it you can add different mm. things but the thing that makes it extra good is um I mean, you make a basic soup base, which is like carrot, celery, onion, garlic, and then you add rosemary to that. And I think rosemary is the game changer. And it has a, t it's kind of a tomato-y, mm. um, it's kind more of a like stew, a, really. Is it like a borscht? It's mm, uh, not really, because is a borscht. What is borscht? That has canero in it. Uh, you can either do a beet borscht or a cabbage borscht, and it usually has like meat, meat scraps in it. Like, well, either, mine doesn't have yeah. any meat scraps, Obviously. but it also yeah. doesn't have any beets in it. But, um, it, I guess so. I guess you could. I don't really know. Maybe it's more of like a, a Italian stew because of the rosemary. It's quite like that kind of brings everything out very nicely mm. um so that's what i've been making loads of and i always make a massive pot for the next day and then i always end up eating all of it so there's never any leftover um, <laughs> that's but it's a lot very of delicious. Soup. Uh, that, what sounds, about you? that sounds really good i actually love cabbage um especially like i love a red cabbage um i like it in yeah salad. we never get red cabbage but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Green one is like a throwaway, isn't it? But it's quite economical because you get me so much trying food. to change my view about cabbage and you just shutting me down. <laughs> well, I have to say if you if you lived in old Russia, I feel like that's all they used to eat. I would know because you know, I lived there in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> what do you make? What's your um, meal? Yeah, yeah. My go-to is like any type of bowl. So like I do a rice or a noodle base and then basically like any vegetables I have, I either roast them or cut them up um, to put on fresh on the bowl. And then I usually do a protein like um, a meat or a like tofu or um, something like that and just like roast it all up, uh, make a little sauce and I always have kimchi with it and it's amazing. I love oh a gosh. bowl. I love kimchi. And I like to put a fried egg often on the bowls as well. If I don't have like a meat on it, it just as extra protein. Remember when I visited your house and tried to make tofu, which I should have been amazing at and it completely backfired. And I felt very ashamed. I felt the shame of a million <laughs> vegans upon me. Oh my gosh. I, I liked that tofu. I thought it was really good. I felt the shame of all, <laughs> every vegan in the world was resting on my shoulders. Oh my gosh. The anger from all of them. And there is a lot of anger there. So that must have yeah, been Yeah, all very... the pent up <laughs> anger from having to eat so many beans. So many vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I made this uh, white chicken chili yesterday, which was next level. And it took yeah. all of like 15 to 30 minutes to make. I used a crock pot. So I just like threw. I love a crock pot. Do you have one? A slow cooker? No. No. <laughs> I'm not. 
Oh, they're Uh -uh. so good. You just throw everything in and you just leave it for five hours and then you have dinner. How many times have you used your crock pot in the last month? Once. And six months? Yesterday. Once. A year? (laughs) Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple times. But it's so good. I want to use it more. A crock pot is something someone gives you at a we- at a wedding, maybe, or as a Christmas gift. Listen, listen. And you never use it, and then you use it once, and you will not shut up about it. That is how I see crock pots. Listen, I used to use it a lot more. I have to say, my f- <laughs> my food prep game has really fallen off the deep end, and I'm trying to get get it back. So, I've been using Sundays as like the big batch of food day, like the meal prep, make a big batch. So you have food for the week and then we eat it all. And then we don't have food for the week, but that is the problem. The intention yeah, is, is the there with the, with the food prep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think that sounds really clever in theory, but um, yeah. let us know if you ever use your crock pot again, that could be quite an interesting. I will be posting pictures every day on Instagram of the crock pot. Just All right, wait. what's the next question? Um, next question. Oh, I wanted to, while we're on the subject of food, I wanted to bring up that picture you sent me this morning of the dandelions. Because, oh, yes. Yeah. I because... keep walking by these dandelions. And I walked by today and I thought, oh, that looks like a tasty salad. And what I realized is back in the, back when we were, I mean, I must have been about seven and you I guess you were nine or something. Yeah, yeah. We used to pick dandelions um, and make a salad with them because we didn't have any fresh veg because of Y2K, Y2K which is like when everyone was scared all the computers would turn off in the year 2000. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that so was so weird. We drank... You see, yeah, but dandelion leaves, I get it. Like, I have seen them even served in some fancy restaurants, but they are bitter as, as They're anything. bitter. You have to get them really young and fresh and dark green, and then they're okay. But this is so funny because I always forget about this period in our lives, but we were still um, in England, in the commune in England, uh, during Y2K, and... Um, there was this whole like of course being in like a in a conservative small commune like I think there was extra hype going on about Y2K there um because we we loved a good a good uh, upcoming catastrophe <laughs> a good apocalypse story so exactly. apparently like whoever was in charge bought a ton of canned food. I remember like spam, a lot of spam, a lot of like canned and dried food. And uh, then when nothing happened, um, when the year 2000 hit, we we ended up just eating like all this canned and dried food for like a couple years afterwards, (laughs) I feel like. And so we weren't having any fresh veg because we were just like using up all this all this uh preserved food so then we got quite desperate and we were just foraging 
Because I think, like, our mom, like, she really likes fresh food. <laughs> no, but it wasn't just us. It, we it wasn't just it us. The whole commune. So really? People. So the kids, it was the kids' job to go find the dandelion leaves, but which why? is why I've still got a, a penchant for spotting them. And then we would go and pick them, and they would make, I mean, when I say salad, I'm really using that quite liberally, because it was literally... Um, washed dandelion leaves in a bowl that was the that was the definition of salad and then remember like we used to eat nettles like we would pick nettles and then boil them down like they kind of taste like spinach it's pretty painful to pick them though oh i totally forgot about that a nettle tea you can buy a nettle tea and that that will cost you a pretty penny so it's kind of like that discussion we were having with how sometimes food that's really what like, like the lobster what, that they fed to... prisoners or yeah yeah and now it's like gourmet. a delicacy gourmet yeah but isn't that weird like so this is my main memory of that time it's the fucking powdered milk they made us oh, so they made us drink gosh. milk like twice a day and for about a year we were drinking reconstituted powdered milk instead of it was the most disgusting thing i've ever put in my mouth (laughs) i used to like but they would like monitor our milk drinking so like if you didn't finish your milk you had to stay at the table um... so anyways i would try to figure out like creative ways to kind of hide that i hadn't drank my milk so if we would have a picnic i would like You are so weird. She is making no. very weird gestures at me right now. Um, but we would, if we had a picnic, I would like pour it out when no one was looking. I loved a picnic for that reason. And then if we had soup, I would pour it in the soup so that at least like I didn't have to taste it by drinking it. And then um, if there was a potted plant on the table, I'd pour it in the potted plant. And for some reason, all the potted plants started stinking really badly. <laughs> Oh my word. One does have to wonder. It is useful for storage. If you are low on storage space, get yourself some powdered milk and enjoy the disgustingness of that. Because to be honest, we're being quite snobby, but I'm sure. No, no. It tastes so bad. It's not great, but like I'm sure some people would be happy to have powdered milk. Okay. What, like, yes, I'm sure. If you, if you didn't couldn't have any access milk, nutrition, it would be a good way of getting, yeah, yeah, but I remember, like, I think so. I've like, I think I'm slightly allergic to milk, and I used to have like stomach aches every day. Oh it's no, definitely the milk, but the science wasn't quite as developed back then. I don't think, or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Uh, on the cooking theme, um, what if you could only use one cooking utensil for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, I, I'm going to say this off the bat. I would get a chef's knife useful for any kind of cutting and um, protection as well. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. <laughs> um, I... I basically I don't use any knives except a chef's knife 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like a massive thousand pound Japanese knife. How much talking... did you spend on your chef's knife? I'm curious. Well, we bought this five years ago, I'd say. I'm going to give it. Um, we bought this set of knives, chef's knife, serrated. That is a good one as well for cutting mm-hmm. bread. For bread. You can yeah. do that with a chef's knife, though, if you, if you need to. Um, and then like two smaller ones. Um, and cheapest chips, probably max 20 pounds. Really? And they have lasted forever. And they're like, I mean, we do have a sharpener, so we sharpen them, but like really good. But I, I do think with knives, I do understand that you can get really high quality knives. And mm-hmm. that is something I aspire to, but it's like so far up my list or down my list, I guess. Like the things I would get before I got a really, really high quality chef's knife or like a Vespa, which is a, a kind of <laughs> motorbike. You know, I used to, I used to ride a, a moped. I think you have a Vespa. Not a Vespa, but a moped. Oh yeah, a moped, yeah. 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 Um, uh, one of those robo vacuum cleaners. That oh, I have one of you. those. Oh, <laughs> anyway, and then probably a Japanese chef's knife after that. Um, I oh, wait, asked... sorry, one more thing. A oh, cashmere, yeah. this is especially for my Norwegian friend because we were talking about this yesterday. A suit made of cashmere. Ooh, I have a cashmere scarf from India. Oh, that is very fancy. Yes, I'm, I'm working on my cashmere collection. So I don't... far, I only have socks. I only have a scarf, but I've heard a cashmere sweater is really nice. So that is next on my list. Yes. All right. Well, good to know. My, um, you know, what's funny is that um, the knife thing, that is exactly what I was going to say was a chef's knife. You can't, you can't cook without a good chef's knife. Like it's just wrong. You can't, you can't, yeah, you can't function without it. What are we thinking though? Like no frying pan? I mean, I, I mean, like you, you could use a fire. Kind of... You could use a fire, like chop things up and then skewer it on the knife and roast it over the fire if you had to. Yeah, I mean, or you could do all pretty... raw. You could go on a raw diet. Yeah, I do, I still even with even with like no pans, I would still say a chef's knife is You need a knife. A, There's a reason like um in the Back in the day before things were plentiful, people used to like carry a knife on them. That was like their biggest, you know, essential tool that they had was like everyone had their own knife. They used it for eating, cutting things, everything, you know, butchering animals like when they hunted. What are those? Um, protection. Well, no, I, I wasn't really the... going that far back. I was going back to like the Middle Ages, but no, you could go saying... that I don't know. Woolly mammoths and ca- ca- caves, living in a cave. I don't know if they had metal back then. I don't I mean, know. They if... were really struggling because they didn't even have wheels. So forget about biking around places. Gosh. <laughs> That's what the woolly mammoths were for. They rode on them. <laughs> guys, guys, do not use us as a history source, please. No do your own is. research. Um, do we <laughs> no have one any other questions? Otherwise, we need to close and clean up. Well, we do, but... Oh, yeah, we let's... must do words of wisdom because I have been waiting for this word oh, of yeah, wisdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do... Let's save some of these questions, yeah? 
And then um, if it's a short one, I reckon we could smash it out. Okay. Do you have any short yeah, ones? Yeah, really random one. Favorite tattoo or least favorite tattoo? Ooh, controversial. I feel like this could make enemies. Um, <laughs> favorite and least favorite. Ooh, uh, I am partial to a small nature scene. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, very, like, well done. Very, uh, like, the lines are very clear. I always think that looks mm-hmm. nice. Do you like black? Not black and white, but do you like the, would you rather have colored or... I don't like or, the color. Um, I like it, you know, the the very simple the, ones. And yeah, I like the one. very um, accurate nature ones, like, you know, very accurate leaf or flower. Sure, yeah. um, those are those are probably my favorite. I like um, those, but they need to be small. So, like, if someone had it on, like, their finger, but it was really pre- – well, I don't know if the finger's the Not best. Not a finger tattoo. They don't kind do. of get messed up. But like yeah. on their wrist, like but really quite small and well placed. Sometimes you see it and you're like, well, that's just floating around, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't like when it's floating. You know, I do love a sleeve. I think a sleeve can be really cool. But I yeah. would never I would never do it myself. But I think like it can really fit some people's personality really well. But I don't like the random floating ones. Like the random chest and back tap, like it has to have a theme. It has to be like aesthetically pleasing. What about like a dot, 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 like on? <laughs> what? <laughs> like on your neck, I don't know. I've seen people get like dots and I always think, well, mm. that just looks like a no. tattoo. Listen, like I, I can say neither of us, right, have a tattoo. Is that correct? Or is there something I don't know about? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Saz has a giant tramp stamp. No. I don't have any tattoos. Um, I've never really fancied getting one. Um, But let's talk about worst tattoos. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of face and neck tattoos. Just don't. I mean, I shouldn't say that. If it's your thing... And you can go through life with it and get the jobs you want, go for it. But that is not not my thing at all. Like, I, I do not. And I don't like those finger ones. I think those are, like, honestly, like, they just don't look good. I've seen yeah. some good finger ones. Have Very you? small, though. Just yeah, like a little I haven't. Thing, like a shape or something. Um, and I, yeah, I don't like the really basic ones either. <laughs> Yeah, I I would say my worst one is probably seeing something that is, like, not personal enough. I mean, without saying the Mm -hmm. basics, which Mm -hmm. are, like, I just think getting a tattoo for the sake of getting a tattoo isn't a good idea. But I think, like, getting one that you, like, you know, you've designed or someone's designed for you, that can be really... There's some really beautiful ones out there. There are, yeah. You know, like, of course, do your thing. Like, if you like them, go for it and use your body as a canvas. Like, that can be really cool. Um, But not really my thing, necessarily. I thought once about getting a tattoo, and then I was like, meh. Um, And (laughs) this is going to be really controversial. But 
Oh my gosh, I probably shouldn't say it. Someone once said to me, like, would you put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari? Like, if <laughs> no one said that to you, that's what Kim Kardashian said. I know they were they were saying what Kim Kardashian said. Kim Kardashian, ooh, ooh. quoting the celebrity. Yeah, but like that is a point. But also, so is like living your best life and doing what you want. So I don't really have a strong opinion. I'd say most people in Asheville have at least one tattoo, like the majority of people here. Um, East London's probably similar, I would think. Definitely. And why yeah. not? I mean, why life not? Is, life yeah. is short. Do, do what you want. Experience things. Yep. Life is short. Sound. Yeah. And now to Calder with the words of wisdom. Okay, Everyone words of wisdom. I actually prepared. <gasps> All right. prepared. I actually wrote notes this week. Um, I was dealing with some things this week that were a little difficult. Um, shout out to social anxiety. Um, that is definitely something that I've always had a bit of a struggle with. Um, and I had to remember that, you know, change is not linear you know we can change and like make all these great changes in our lives and and feel really good about it and then suddenly one day we can find ourselves feeling like we're right back to how we were um and feeling like fuck you know I've, I've done all this work like why why am I feeling like I've gone so far backwards and that's okay because that's gonna happen to all of us like it it's okay because you know the way back to the path right like you're not lost you've you've gone on that path before you can find your way back when you're ready and in the meantime have a rest sit by the path rehydrate restock your food supplies and look at your map and you can find your way back it's okay it's okay to go backwards because you're not going to be there forever. So for anyone who's struggling and feeling discouraged about going backwards, it'll be okay. You'll find your way back and you'll be stronger than ever. Oh, I really like that. Oh, well done. Thank you for bringing that today. Um, yeah, I don't have that much to add, except that sometimes when I go for a run, if I have to walk, I go backwards, but that's more of a punishment. <laughs> I don't think that's really what you're talking about. I mean, it was a metaphor for those of you who understood the metaphor. Big shout out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's, let's not break the beauty of the moment. Um, let us, let us uh, close and clean up. Let's close and clean up. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.